Hey everybody, welcome to The Trench. My name is Christian, and this is Jacob. And today we're going to talk about loving our enemies. Last time Jacob was with us, we talked about building community, and Jacob shared a story about learning to love somebody that he found particularly difficult. Yeah, and to be honest, Christian, it's still difficult sometimes to love people like this, um, but it's a process, and loving difficult people can be hard. Yeah, I, I agree. That's why I'm still faking our friendship. That was as surprising as it was hurtful. Don't cry. Jacob, over the last few episodes, we've been talking about how God's love shows itself in different relationships. And I wanted to bring these reflections to a close by talking about loving our enemies. Yeah, bro, like the title of the episode, which I just said 20 seconds ago. All right, smart guy, watch it. I think for Christians, loving our enemies is kind of confusing because I don't know about you, but I don't always walk through life necessarily thinking that like I have enemies, you know? Right, yeah, the word enemy conjures to mind an opponent or an adversary, maybe on a battlefield. But that's not exactly what we're talking about today. Okay, so maybe you can tell us what we mean when we say our enemy. Sure. Before I answer, I think it's important that we clarify that we're not talking about enemies of war, or enemies of state, or even political adversaries. We're talking about day-to-day -day enemies in our lives. Good call. I mean, there's definitely a time for orthodox political ethics, but maybe for now you could just say more about who some of these people are in our day-to-day -day lives. Right, we're talking about maybe an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend, a teacher you might struggle with, or maybe someone at work uh, or in your family who's really difficult to love. Got it. The enemies we're speaking about today are those in our everyday lives, those who cause us to stumble or suffer in our walk with Christ. Those who, despite our best efforts to love them, or to be inclusive, or to be considerate, still get under our skin and cause us to stumble. So are, are you saying that it's just those who are mean to us that are our enemies? Not necessarily. What I mean, rather, is anyone who, through their treatment of us, pushes us to anger or to hatred of them. And in so doing, we make them our own enemies. We make them enemies of our own spiritual life. Whoa, right. So we are the ones that make them enemies. And as Christians, we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to, to love others, to give ourselves away as Christ gave himself away for us. Right. So in a sense, we wouldn't necessarily say that those who crucified Christ were his enemies. Christ doesn't have enemies. He was and is the lover of mankind. Right, but rather by killing him, by opposing him, they made themselves enemies to Christ. Just as we grow in our anger or hatred toward other people, we actually make them enemies ourselves. Right, and further, by giving way to this anger and this hatred, we give them power over our lives. You know, this is really making a lot of sense to me. I mean, I definitely have these people in my life, people who cause me grief, who seem to know how to do all the things that upset me, people who either bring me to the edge of hatred or into hatred altogether. Definitely me too, and I think a lot of people who are listening to this will feel the same way. It makes sense. It's not a human reaction to respond to our enemies in this way. To respond to enemies with love is a completely divine thing. That's right. Christ himself says, For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you salute only your brethren, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You, therefore, must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. That's right. Loving your enemies is divine stuff. To love our enemies is to identify with the crucified Christ. It is to hang beside him, who not only loves his killers while they're crucifying him, but who prays for them and forgives them, who dies for them. As Christians, we are called to become like Christ, to take up our cross in imitation of him. And this is what it is to be saved. This is salvation. So maybe if there is someone in our lives who is our enemy, chances are this is an invitation from our Lord as an opportunity for salvation to imitate him on the cross and to love them as he does. Wow, that's a really intense call. I mean, I don't think that I could love somebody that was killing me. I can barely even love the person who criticizes me. No, you're right. You can't. We can't. That kind of love is something that has to come from God, but there are things that we can do. 
In Matthew chapter 14, Jesus feeds the 5,000 hungry people. Do you know he does this? Does he order pizza? Do you even go to church? Jesus asks the disciples to feed the hungry people, but they insist they don't have enough food as they only have five loaves of bread and two fish, hardly enough to feed 5,000 people. Jesus only asks for the very little bit that they have, but he asks for all of it, five loaves of bread and two fish. He gives thanks to his father, breaks the bread, and then asks his disciples to distribute it to the people who are hungry. And when you know it, there's enough food for everyone to eat and even leftovers. Okay, so, so Jesus takes the little that they have and he multiplies it to feed 5,000 people. I mean, that's awesome, but we're not talking about feeding hungry people. We're talking about loving our enemies. Sure, but this miraculous lesson still applies. You see, loving our enemies is something that's beyond the power of fallen human nature to accomplish. This is something that requires God's grace to fulfill. That said, there is something that we can do, something that is equivalent with five loaves of bread and two fish. Like what? Well, you mentioned earlier there are people in your life who do cause you grief, right? Yeah. And do you like to call these people names? Yes, I do. Maybe the five loaves and two fish that you have is the ability to control your tongue. Maybe begin by not calling this person names. Yeah, but that's so hard. I mean, maybe I could do that, but even if I could, that's probably all that I could do. And fair enough. That's really the entire point. Christ didn't ask for much from his disciples in order to multiply it. He just asked for everything they had. And maybe everything you have right now is the ability not to name call. But Christ wants that, and he wants to multiply that and transform it into love. Of course, this is only something that can truly happen as we continually offer this relationship with the Lord in prayer, allowing him to transform our hearts. Right. I mean, that's another hard thing, but I guess I don't have to want to pray for them. Right. You just have to do it. We might not be able to control our first reactions or emotions in certain situations, but we can control our tongues and our bodies, and we can stand before the Lord in prayer and offer to him this relationship. Loving our enemies is hard work, especially because we don't always know who our enemies are. But those who cause us suffering in our spiritual lives still need love. And this is a love we must undertake in the same way that Christ took it up on the cross. And this means offering the very little that we have, trusting that Christ will multiply it with his grace, transforming our attempts at human kindness into vessels of his divine love. So join the fight. Live orthodoxy. Remember to like and subscribe. And join the rest of us inside the trench. Hey everybody, welcome to The Trench. My name is Christian, and this is Jacob. Are we forming now? Are we recording now? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, totally, we're good. I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. I literally thought you were joking. No. Well, <laughs> there are people on that. I, I can be real about that. Okay. I just, I, there's no excuse on this planet for wearing white after Labor Day. These are the people who cause me suffering. The people who wear white, my Christian life should be this. People, just people laying who around. Say, people who say broth. I think salvation should be easy. These sofas are nice, actually. How'd y'all get these? Probably, probably exchanged some sort of money for them. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs>